Good evening, boxing fans. This is the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network alternative commentary for Shakur Stevenson versus Joette Gonzalez for the WBO featherweight title. This is one of those, one of these O's has got to go situations. It's a heated rivalry. As Shakur Stevenson said during the press conference, he just don't like him. He a bitch. And here to lend some class to these proceedings, Mr. Class to you, uh, he's the host of the 401 Ground and Pound radio show, and he does live coverage for same, ladies and gentlemen, Robert Winfrey. How do you do, sir? You know, uh, eloquence has never really been a consistent strong suit of the combat sports athlete but man that that was cringeworthy i laughed my ass off at that i knew you would like that's <laughs> right up your alley like you hear that all the time at your place of profession walking down the jail so oh here come the doc ah, you bitch among other things yeah well if you really want to relate it to what i have to go through for for a living he uh he should have thrown poop at him well sure i imagine that will happen in the in the ring <laughs> So as I said, uh, 22-year-old Shakur Stevenson, as you can probably tell from his choice phrasing at the uh, press conference once again, why don't you like him, Shakur? He a bitch! And then the poor Joette Gonzalez, this man ain't got no class, is a 2016 Olympic silver medalist at Bantamweight and is one of, America, is one of American boxing's brightest prospects. You're reading the ESPN press release, aren't you? Bloody elbow. Thank you very much. They're um, copying it from that. <laughs> Anybody doing that kind of fluff piece on it? Uh, they are competing for the, as I said before, the vacant w, WBO featherweight belt. Uh, again, Joette Gonzalez, whose record is 23-0 and 14 KOs. Uh, what The other thing that's making this personal is that Shakur Stevenson is actually dating Joette Gonzalez's uh, sister. Arr, arr, hot dog. And uh, because, you know, black and brown relations aren't exactly at their best, uh, oh. family does not approve. Lordy, lordy, lordy. Well, I don't, I think what, I, I'm sure if this were, just, you know, if he were, you know, some other, some other kind of dude, the fact that he's black wouldn't matter all that much. I think no, the problem okay, is okay, that he's me, a boxer. On the off chance that you all think I'm serious about calling a bunch of people racist in that respect, I am not, in fact, a Democrat, so I do not accuse random people of racism apropos of nothing. <laughs> uh, now, look, again, he doesn't like that his sister's dating this guy. He doesn't like him in general, and then that was before he found out they were dating. Oh, this, you know, loud, obnoxious human being that uh, I just really don't like or get along with on any consistent level oh you're dating this guy wow that changes nothing so despite the bh90210 antics of shakur stevenson and joette gonzalez and uh joette's fair sister the maiden in all of this what can we expect from these two in the actual boxing ring uh i imagine poop flinging will be present. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There'll be lots of smearing. <laughs> uh, look, guys, I'm going to be a little bit punchier than usual. My sleep schedule was just obliterated by uh, some UFC event this morning. So if I'm not exactly myself, my, I apologize in advance. The main event 
was from 8 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock in the morning Eastern Standard Time, which meant that you had to get up at what time for the prelims? The first prelim started at 5.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which to me in state of Utah equates to 3.30 in the morning. Oh, good Christ. I was about to make fun of you. Like, you had to get up at 5 in the morning. Last Friday, I worked from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. Thank you very much. But, no, if you had to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, yeah. I I and, again, I did not have to get up. I just stayed awake. A night owl, I would rather stay up than wake up. Uh, Okay. Um, Anyway, point being, to answer your actual question. Yes, please. uh, Shakur Stevens is... I mean, again, my joke about the fluff piece aside, is it, in fact, a very, very talented fighter in many respects? He is a defensive near prodigy. He gets hit less than five times a round on average. Uh, precise counter punches, has a power punching return uh, accuracy rate of just under 50%. Hard to hit, lands good counters. Uh, really, really dangerous fighter in that respect. Uh, Yoik Gonzalez, by contrast, is a bit more from the Mexican school of fighting. A lot of forward pressure. Uh, you know, good pace. He's a very sound, fundamental, all-around kind of technician. He's not undefeated for nothing. He hasn't been fighting cans. But the big question in this fight is, can he kind of corral Stevenson? Can he make him miss? Can he actually penetrate his defense, which... Again, there's been a lot of hype around that, and for good reason. He's a very difficult man to hit, so what can Gonzalez here do to kind of counteract some of that from Stevenson? And it's a very interesting question as far as that goes. So I'm, it, this is a solid fight. Two undefeated fighters. Putting aside the stupid, you know, daytime drama rivalry about their personal <laughs> lives, it's a great fight. All right, well, we are set to begin here on round one. Both fighters taking the center of the ring, uh, exchanging jabs, just feeling each other out here. Stevenson is going to press Gonzalez back a little bit. Gonzalez is going to sort of start fighting off his back foot. Um, again, you're, uh, Stevenson's a little bit more aggressive in this first round so far. Yeah, he's, again, his defense is quite superb and he's able to utilize it not just going backwards which is a really uh, advanced methodology of use of fighting that way uh, I mean if I might it, it's similar to the kind of counter fighter who can fight while pressuring you which is not necessarily again the most common of combination of skills. A lot of counterfighters prefer to back up unless you come to them. The best counterfighters are able to apply pressure, pick at you, and force you into making bad decisions and then and then punishing you for them consistently. So, uh, Stevenson does come from a bit of that kind of school of thought. He's good going forward and going backwards. Uh, he's also going to be fighting Southpaw here, which... And, you know, opposite stance fighters in boxing is, or in any combat sport really, is always uh, an interesting prospect to see how each of them deals with that in their own way. All right, and we see uh, Gonzalez, who kind of had enough of Stevenson, came forward. They ended up tying up. He didn't do a whole lot with him. But he got very aggressive there for a second. Now, we, yeah, we start to see Stevenson actually now be the one backing up. 
uh, fighting defensively, but still able to get that jab out there, uh, make Gonzalez work. Yeah, he's good about counter jabbing. He's his footwork has been quite. I mean, again, we're talking, you know, over halfway in just the first round, so his footwork better be on point. Yeah, sure. But but you're seeing a lot of what he does. He's never really on the ropes for a prolonged period of time. He moves quite well. He feints well. Uh, even that flurry that uh, you know, Gonzalez threw at him didn't really find anything. Uh, he threw it, but landed almost nothing. Uh, this is going to be a real problem for him if he can't find some way to corral Stevenson, avoid getting tied up, and penetrate the defense. Reminiscent of a Floyd Mayweather in some respects. He's making... Gonzalez chase him, but he, Gonzalez is not having a tremendous amount of success in doing so. I think one of the things they mentioned on the broadcast prior to this fight, at this same point, relative to this same point in both of their careers, Floyd actually had, was taking more damage on average than Stevenson is. So again, the man's defensive credentials are absolutely superb. Uh, and Gonzalez doing entirely too much headhunting that round, uh, which is part of the problem. He needs to maybe target the body a little bit more. And, I mean, Stevenson is aware of this. That's why you see some of his guard at different points will go down from his body in terms of kind of like the Philly shell back up towards his head and back and forth depending on the uh, positioning relative to his opponent. But you know, the headhunting is not all that effective thus far for Gonzalez. So we'll see if he's able to adjust. Yeah, I think Gonzalez is, to a degree, fighting emotionally. I think he wants to finish this fight really, you know, rubbing in with Stevenson. So he's throwing, he's trying to fight aggressively. He's throwing a lot of power punches. Problem is, you know, you have Stevenson, as you mentioned before, is a very evasive fighter. Yeah, and you need a somewhat sophisticated offensive arsenal to penetrate that in many respects and you need better footwork is kind of the thing that Gonzalez is really going to have to contend with. He's able to get uh, Stevenson towards the ropes but that's almost more because Stevenson is so confident in his overall defense that he doesn't mind being there on occasion and Gonzalez is not able to consistently punish him for it. I'm actually surprised we're not seeing a little bit more um, a fleet of footing from Stevenson. He's kind of planting those feet. Uh, I guess he can move quick enough from Gonzalez that you know he can plant and maybe land something powerful and still keep moving. But I thought he'd be a little bit lighter on his feet, more on his toes. Well, th that depends on what you're trying to accomplish with it. Again, he's... He's fast of foot, but he's not really on his toes because he does like being able to plant for his counter punches and to actually put some oomph onto those rather than just kind of flailing with his arms. Uh, it's it's just a stylistic choice. There's merits to bouncing and being on your toes. There's merits to being a bit more flat. Uh, flat's the wrong word. There's merit to being a bit more settled on your feet and then sliding rather than bouncing. Uh, there's plenty of examples of both cases being successful across all different disciplines of combat sports. 
So Gonzalez came forward there. He ended up getting tied up by Stevenson, and then Stevenson gave him a little rub. A little rub for good luck on the head. Yeah, Stevenson does seem to be occupying some real estate in the head of Gonzalez in this fight. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that doesn't bode well for Gonzalez unless he gets a lucky shot to the temple. No, and Stevenson's been working the body a bit more this round. He's been firing that left uh, down the middle just towards the torso instead of the head. And Gonzalez just can't reliably find the target. He's also being outworked. I don't know the degree to which he's being locked up by the fakes and feints. Uh, I don't know the degree. So again, I'm not sure what exactly is causing it. But he's not fighting at a very high output. And even when he is, maybe it's just not being able to connect fully. is just discouraging from continuing to throw it all. The pattern but, with Gonzalez has been, you know, he gets, I think, out of frustration and not being able to find a good opening on Stevenson, he'll just dart forward and nothing lands. Like he punches in, he punches into the into the guy's guard. Yeah, he's also when he launches those attacks, he is very linear. Once he starts, he's not really in a position to change angle which allows Stevenson to block uh, dodge and then slip off to a better angle and land counters or just reset out in space where he can move again. Hey, in 50 words or less, uh, it was a first round submission for Maya versus Askren, right? It was a third round. Third, oh, it did actually went to the third round? Uh, how was that fight overall? A lot of fun, actually. Um, <laughs> the first round was entirely the re vaunted return of K1 ready Damian Maya. Uh, Landed a lot of good straight lefts. There was a brief grappling exchange. Uh, very, very brief. In the second round, they spent more time on the mat, and those two had some glorious scrambles. Uh, brilliant sweeps from Maya, some great takedowns, and a couple of reversals from Askren. Uh, on, the, on the ground, it was about as high level as you could get, and on the feet, it was kind of a bar fight. So, <laughs> Okay. So uh, If you haven't seen it, I think you'll yeah I'll yeah, again you have to kind of be willing to go with the crappy striking oh, you because me. neither man you like heavyweights I know <laughs> but once they hit the ground man again they do some really really fun stuff Maya abandons parts of his traditional half guard pull half guard underhook stand, uh, come up on a single leg reversal in favor of attacking with submissions to set up sweeps and Maya's passing game on top is absurd. It is just insane. So we are in round three of 12 here between Stevenson and Gonzalez. Uh, more of the same from Gonzalez, just trying, almost fighting frantically to try to find something on the inside. Now we see Stevenson putting some pressure back on Gonzalez. Uh, I think he, I don't think he fears his power. I think he's, uh, he's fast enough and his guard's good enough that he's now starting to take a little bit more chances, be a little bit more aggressive, put some pressure on Gonzalez, and start to break him down. Yeah, thus far, Gonzalez seems outclassed in this type of fight. He needs a paradigm shift at some point, or he's just... Again, if there's no change, this is going to keep happening. He's not doing anything to really trouble Stevenson. And, again, he needs to do something radically different at some point, or he's just going to keep getting hit like this. What do you, I mean, if you're in Gonzalez's corner and you're saying, okay, well, sit, sitting there 
waiting for an opportunity to find an opening on Stevenson really isn't working, and then just darting forward aggressively isn't working, then what do you do? It's a really good question. Some of this is going to come down to Gonzalez's conditioning. If you're in condition, I think you have to up the tempo. I think you have to kind of square your stance up a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. And you have get your guard high and just start walking him down constantly. Mm-hmm. Even And again, this is not necessarily the best recipe for success, but what you're doing isn't working. Every time he kind of gets Stevenson towards the ropes or towards the corner, he freezes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's afraid of the power. I don't know if he's just sick of missing, but he needs to get again activity is going to be a big part of it because he's getting outworked i mean just again setting aside the defense of stevenson he's just getting outworked even if he was landing at a better clip yeah i was gonna say i think gonzalez would find more success with high high volume punching and i think he has to stop being afraid of just punching into the guard, into the arms and shoulders. Go ahead, you know, maybe... Just do it. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> just sacrifice those rounds, sacrifice those punches, but up your volume because eventually he's going to get tired of being punched in the arms and shoulder. It does slow you down. It does slow down, especially your arms. I mean, a lot of boxers will, you know, punch towards the hips and thighs, uh, and there's dubious legality there, but they'll punch into the hip socket, if nothing else, and just try to slow you down that way. Uh, slow down mobility. And maybe they'll find as much success as Jake Hager did by kneeing you twice repeatedly in the nuts. Hey, can we talk about real fighters, please? <laughs> uh, and then the porn girl got pummeled, too. What a night for Bellator. Their second night is going on right now. It's Rory McDonald. Meh. It's McDonald and Lima. Come on now. Yeah, that's well, like the, that's about the second best welterweight fight all calendar year. Eh, fair enough, but we're doing this, so here we go. Round four. Hey, I hey, look. I don't like Bellator from a production standpoint, and I I can't trust their product to watch it live. And their commentary booth of Big John McCarthy and Mike Goldberg is the worst commentary booth in combat sports history. Oh, Big John McCarthy is to Bellator what John Madden was to football. No, no, John Madden at least had personality. Eh, sure. And a track record of success as a coach. Fair enough. Um, big, big John McCarthy is big big and dumb. Look, he'd be fine if he had someone to actually play off, but since he and Goldberg will just spend an entire fight reminiscing about how a training partner of one of the fighters once trained with some guy who was relevant 15 years ago... I miss Sean Wheelock. Sean Wheelock on the Bare Knuckle Show was great. Wheelock's darn good. I I miss him. I miss Jimmy Smith uh, on commentary. He's got a show on ESPN now, I think, or ESPN Plus. Or is it serious? I don't know. He's got something that he's doing. He's so not Ste- doing nothing. So Stevenson just punched below the belt. He didn't get him in the nuts or anything, but he it was uh, like a low, almost like a kidney punch, and he got a warning from the ref. Hey, quit doing that. Yeah, good on the ref, actually, enforcing the rules for a change. <laughs> Uh, another uh, punch to the body that looked like it was on the belt line, but the it was very quick, and the ref didn't. I don't know if the ref didn't see it or what. 
Uh, well, Gonzalez is kind of implementing bits of what we talked about. He is pressuring forward a lot more. Unfortunately, the volume is not quite there for him at this point. He's also very content to give ground. Uh, he'll do all this work to get Stevenson into a disadvantageous ring position. And then the moment Stevenson kind of intimates about coming forward, he backs off and gives him an angle to escape from. And it's... Uh, I don't know. It's a choice you can make, I suppose. <laughs> he's also throwing from way too far outside. Yeah, uh, he's done. He's been doing that for the last uh, previous three rounds too, where he'll throw this just f- from left field, uh, straight or hook, and you know Shakur easily I, gets out. I of mean, the way. E- well, even before Stevenson moves, half of these are just falling short. Like he doesn't have a feel for the range. No. I think he's fighting very emotionally. It could be something like that. I, I'm, I don't know. Good work in the clinch, uh, which is an area that, you know, again, if you're losing at distance, if you're Gonzalez, all right, let's see what happens. We're getting close. Like, that's what you got at this point is get this guy into into a phone booth and try to minimize his ability to be defensively brilliant and counter you. So that was the end of round four, and as soon as the bell rang, Shakur just flashed him a goofy smile. Nice and toothy. Shakur's having fun, and mm-hmm. it's not hard to see why, looking at how this fight has gone so far. Mm-hmm. He's up all the rounds by wide margins. I don't think any 10-8s. No. But very clearly winning this fight, and with no real concern about what Gonzalez is doing. I mean, if you, because you could be winning a fight, but your opponent still has avenues and you're aware of it. Gonzalez does not seem to have much of anything to consistently offer as a threat to Stevenson thus far. And if you don't have an offensive threat, you don't really have much of anything. Do you know if uh, the fight on Showtime is concluded yet? I do not. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I watched the heavyweight fight that was on that card before I switched over to ESPN Plus, which all of Twitter seemed to be having difficulty with, but it was working on my TV, such as it is. Occasionally, you have to uninstall ESPN Plus and reinstall it again to make it work. Good to know. Occasionally, I haven't had to do that for a while, but I did uh, a couple of months back. All right, we are into round five. Okay, those straight lefts to the body from Shakur are really disheartening if you're if you're Gonzalez, because you're taking a lot of them, and they've been more straight on, like into the belly than you know into the liver. But and, and weirdly, still. he keeps leaving his body open, like he's defending his head uh, well enough. But he's sacrificing his body, and Shakur is not afraid to go to the body. Yet another head rub. Yeah, Shakur's not even biting on some of the fakes and feints that Gonzalez is throwing. Gonzalez is trying to get a little bit more active with that, especially his upper body as the round begins. And Shakur just seems to have a complete read on him at this point. He knows when he's actually going to go. He knows when he's fainting, which just means all that work... Uh, you know, all the posturing that Gonzalez is doing amounts to nothing but wasting energy. Which really sucks, because fainting to that degree is so integral to success at the highest levels of combat sports. 
And once uh, again, really nice that, left, really good left to the body in that. Uh, sorry, there, about forty seconds ago, there was a really nice left to the body from Stevenson off of a you know phone off of the infighting position. I was going to say that's been his pattern for the le- for this round so far is that he'll jab to the head and then he uh, and then he immediately follows with a left to the body. Yeah, uh, Gonzalez is rendered almost entirely impotent at this point. <laughs> like he's just, he can't find success with anything. Lunging again, another lunging punch to the body that goes right into Shakur's guard. Now Shakur is starting to mess with him. Like yeah, if you're gonna throw that punch and let Sh- and you know Shakur knows it's coming, he's gonna block it. Either fake it and then try something different, or concede that it's gonna be blocked and fire two or three punches behind it. Right. What he's doing is not working. No, he and he's not throwing a tremendous amount of of combinations. It's kind of one two, back off, one two, back off, one two, back off, and then he just and then as he just did, he just goes fuck it and <laughs> comes running forward and throws a whole bunch of punches, throws a flurry, and Shakur just kind of clams up and uh, shells up, and and then that's it. Then the, either the ref has he backs him off or they clinch or whatever. It, again, the rushes from Gonzalez are very telegraphed at this point. Mm-hmm. If you're Stevenson, you can see when he's going to go like that. You know basically what he's going to do, so they don't pose a tremendous amount of danger. And then they see in the replay, you can just see how evasive Shakur is. Um, you know, he's not necessarily on his bicycle, but he's on, he's on a swivel. You know, he's able to move, evade. He's got really good head movement, and Gonzalez just gets frustrated every time speaking of frustrated so nate diaz uh i read there wasn't enough sample in his test to want to actually warrant a failure um that whole thing is so bizarre (laughs) so is he officially back in now because i've said he's he was he was never officially removed he's the one who came out and said yeah, he said. I he said I'm not. I I'm withdrawing from the fight. I haven't heard anything from him saying he's back in. I've just heard he's clear to fight again. I, I think he showed up at a media event, mm-hmm. or he will in the near future. Like they cleared him of any wrongdoing, which was really what he was after. Like, nope, I am not a cheater. I have never done this, and I. I will not stay quiet about even a you know loose adverse finding like this. If you guys. Are gonna find something like that? I'm gonna say it, and I'm not fighting, and we're gonna hash this out. But yeah, he he would not accept even the like the remotest of like drug test failure possibilities going on his record. He was not gonna tolerate that. Yeah, what I read was that whatever that whatever was in his system was not high enough to be considered advantageous. So it was basically sure like- would have been nice if you saw it actually had that stance from the beginning and guys like Josh Barnett and Tom Lawler and Francisco Rivera didn't get screwed out of multiple years of their career <laughs> but hey Live because you saw it as- no they won't even <laughs> apo- they won't even like apologize for it like hey sorry about that our testing methods are better now their response has kind of been just throw their hands up in the air and eh, well we did the best we had with what we had like, no, you cost me years of my career, my reputation, and a lot of money. Screw you. Eh, Josh Barnett's doing fine now with Bloodsport. And we're into round six. Uh, Gonzalez doing a little bit better at the start of this round as far as positioning Stevenson in the corner and then actually doing some stuff. 
Uh, it's still not the most effective stuff, but he is working harder this round, which is something he's been needing to do. And Gonzalez grabs a headlock there. Very good. Didn't try for the suplex or uh, attempt to take down, though. And that does disappoint me that they, he didn't go for the crappy judo toss. <laughs> I mean, uh, fuck it. If you're down in the cards, why not throw him around the ring bit? Eh, you know, you don't want to make a total fool of yourself like that, I suppose. <laughs> we can't, People came for blood and hip tosses. All right. Um, so Gonzalez th- threw a hook there that looks like it brushed the back of uh, Stevenson's head. He needs to watch that. Yeah. Uh, he's getting a little bit more desperate with his offense, and it's starting to show. Uh, he's get again. He's getting wild. I'm not going. I'm not at this point going to accuse him of being deliberately dirty, but he's getting more reckless, and that's kind of a byproduct of that. And he's still just not able to really find the target. Again, a little bit better when he's able to get all the way into the pocket this fi- this round, but he's even getting outstruck there. He's just not really committing to the type of volume and pace that's necessary to kind of trouble Stevenson. Stevenson has controlled the pace of this fight, and anytime you can fight at your own pace, you're deep. You're significantly less likely to get tired. Or, I mean, I've seen this plenty of times across, you know, again, various combat sports. X fighter has a history, and you know, will fatigue as the fight goes on. You can't just accept that as a given fact if you just stare at him for the duration of the fight. Speaking of fatigue in fighters, did you hear Joey Beltran's fighting on the next bare knuckle card? I don't care. In a title fight. See previous statement. (laughs) I'm going to slip something into your drink one day and make you watch bare knuckle with me. That's my plan. You would have such a miserable experience. (laughs) Um. Yeah, as, as much as I try, I didn't see anyone that was. You know, there was a handful of people on Twitter that watched that, and and and, 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 and like I went like hashtag bare knuckle, and it was literally like a handful of people commenting over and over, and that was that. Now Gonzalez doing a pretty good job of evading Stevenson to start round seven. Yeah. Uh, good on Gonzalez to kind of try and change things up a little bit like that, but that's not really a reliable path to victory at this point. He can't play defense. He's lost every round. Like, he can't coast. I mean, you, there were some stats between rounds about just how statistically anomalous this is, but he's connecting with like 10% of his punches less than 15% of his power punches. He's landing less than 20 blows around, And some of those that they're giving him are clearly blocked, but because he makes contact, I imagine they're giving him a degree of credit. More lunging punches from Gonzalez. Stevenson can tend to just make him miss him, and he's not really throwing a lot back. Gonzalez is starting to look tired. Yeah, and that might be part of, again, part of the reason that he's not really trying to push an absurd pace is he's not ready for it. 
I mean, it's not easy to break through the defense of a guy like Shakur, if you're, especially if you're talking about, like, oh, I'm going to pressure you and I'm going to punch at you until I overwhelm your defense. Not a bad strategy, but boy, you better be prepared to pay the price for that, which is not just eating counter punches. It's throwing, you know, 40 punches around and landing a decent number. Even if you're just hitting to the arms and shoulders, just trying to slow him down by constantly connecting. Gonzalez is in love with throwing a hook, having making Shakur duck it, and then putting him in a headlock. Yeah, he's kind of trying to lean on him a little bit, uh, wear on his cardio on the back of his neck. Ooh! Score one for Gonzalez. Clean shot to Shakur's face after punching him in the kidneys. Yeah, he backed him into the corner there and was able to get a little bit of uh, actual offense going there. But, uh, again, it's just a singular, like, kind of flurry amidst, you know, the entire round of just being evaded and then countered. <laughs> but it, it was a sign of life. I mean, again, he needs that, just a lot more of it, a lot more consistently, and he can't find it for whatever reason. So I like what Gonzalez is doing now. He's at this point he's sort of thrown clean punching and and uh, combinations to the side and said, "Screw it, I'm going to ugly this up." And he can't win. He can't win a boxing match with this guy. He's got to make it a fight. Right. And unfortunately, he's made that decision. You know, three to four rounds before he should have realized it. Sure. Or his corner telling him, "Hey." You're not going to win a boxing match with this guy. Ugly this up a bit. And, of course, I mean, even fighting ugly, he's still a little bit on the back foot. It's just a bet. he has a much better chance of finding success this way than trying to go technique for technique with a vastly superior technician. Well, and that's the thing. You know, I think when you – I think the sooner you realize you're in there with a better technical and faster boxer is where you, you just start to – you just need to become a bully. You know, you need to, I don't want to say, you know, don't, I don't want to say be unsportsmanlike. And they just, and they gave that round to Stevenson. Uh, sorry, they gave that round to Gonzalez. Yeah, no. no. Again, he had a couple of good flurries and he, he closed the round stronger. That's very true. But if we're taking the round on balance, I, I still kind of lean towards Stevenson. No, but I feel like they went with the MMA route on that one. They're like, oh, whoever had the last... Whoever's had the last best 30 seconds gets the round. Yeah, which is a... Uh, it's stupid, but it's been a trend in judging across multiple disciplines for a really long time. But again, if Gonzalez can implement what he was doing for the last you know minute or so of that round consistently over the over an entire round, again, that's where he's going to find success. Yeah. See, now he's, he's gone back to lunging in again. Ugh. And Shakur Stevenson doesn't look at all worn down. He still seems fresh as a daisy. He's still smiling at him, you know, daring him to hit him. See, I guess... Well, he, he's he, only really been troubled by that singular... Again, that, you know, 30 to 40 second period of the singular round before it. He's And even that, again, he might have lost those exchanges, but he 
not only won the overall round in reasonable estimation, he's won every other round. He can't lose this fight on the scorecard so as long as he doesn't get, you know, dropped in each round. And so, you know, we were starting to say what Gonzalez really needed to do was, you know, to get in Shakur's face, you know, kind of push his shoulders into him, tie him up, you know, dirty box from the clinch. He's doing none of that. Like, he, he yeah. started to, and then see, now he's pushing his head down again, and he, <laughs> with a minute to go, he, he remembers, oh, yeah, that's right, fight ugly. Uh, he might only have the gas to do that for the last minute of a round, uh, which is certainly a consideration. Fighting ugly like that is is taxing. Mm-hmm. Some of it's not mechanically sound. It's uh, maybe he has to psych himself up for you know the punishment he might have to take to get into proper position for it. But yeah, it it's just. Uh, a little bit too much too late as far as that that's implementation. Fight, I'll tell you what, though. Psychologically, though, Shakur, that's not the fight Shakur wants, and he doesn't like it. No, he does not. He's getting hit a bit more consistently when they get into those positions. I was going to say, the, the, the scale starts to tip in the favor of Gonzalez when he starts fighting in the clinch, and Shakur loses his uh, toothy smile. Yeah, he really is... like. He can fight there, but he's not winning there. And, no. and it's also he's not the a, kind of fight he wants. No, and again, to his credit, he is cognizant of that reality and is trying to avoid it. Sure. But this is where... And I, and I don't want Gonzalez to necessarily chase him. I don't want him running after Stevenson. But I think, you know, he's got he's to cut Stevenson off, sort of force him into the corner, and again, just use some bullying tactics. Yeah, he's trying a little bit too much with his footwork. He's not following in the traditional sense of the word, but he's not pressuring forward into that space that he needs to be in as consistently as he needs to do it. He seems to hesitate just a little bit, like just around jabbing distance. And then I don't know if he just doesn't like the angle he's at. I don't know if he doesn't like the ring positioning. I don't know if he doesn't want to get punched. But he seems to hesitate closing that last, you know, four to six inches to really get him into the spot he wants to be positionally. They just showed the stats, and the stats tell the story of the fight where uh, Stevenson threw 329 and landed 75, and like Gonzalez threw 311 and landed some absurdly low number. Yeah. Again, I think, the like, body o- shots were 75 to 6 in favor of Stevenson. Yeah, the only reliable offense that Gonzalez has found is when he's been able to get this into close proximity, dig the body a little bit, maybe go to the head as they're kind of exiting the pocket, and just make Shakur fight in the area he doesn't want to fight in. Uh, unfortunately, again, he's not really able to do that consistently enough to actively trouble Stevenson and he doesn't have the punching power necessary to get away with only doing it once or twice around and actively affecting the outcome of the fight that way so Stevenson again tried and I wish he'd stop doing this these lunging punches like this is not a fight he's going to win by sudden one shot knockout no he doesn't have the 
arsenal of technique to set it up. He doesn't have the power to do it, even if he does land. It's just not again. It's not the best idea. No, he. When they, again, when, when they get into the when they get into the pocket, they're both digging to the body, and that's again that's Gonzalez's best bits of offense is when he's able to get his head in basically Stevenson's chest. Yeah, he he need he really does need to fight fight in close and work work Stevenson's body. You know, pound on the lower part of his ribs if he can. Uh, you know, shove short shots into the side of Shakur's head from the clinch or from from in close. You know, just really try to brutalize this guy. Stop. You know, try to win, try to drown Stevenson in in deep waters in the later rounds rather than what he's been doing. Which is the yeah? See, I, there's another flurry there from Gonzalez, but they were all from distance, and none of them hit. Yeah, not, even if they did land, none of them really landed cleanly. And you know, a lot of credit to Stevenson because he's moving very, very well. He's again, he's not getting stuck on the ropes for any significant length of time. He's still boxing very, very well. He's slipping. He's countering. He's troubling Gonzalez at distance. His jab's been more effective this round. He's just kind of flicking it out. And he's now, he's basically nullified Gonzalez across two different styles of fight, whatever Gonzalez tries to do. And that's not an easy thing to accomplish. Yeah, I, Stevenson's still got a lot of great movement. Still making him miss him. Still able to still able to get around the ring with with pretty much ease. I mean, the fight goes wherever Gonzalez wants it to go for the most part, except for those times. Sorry, the fight goes wherever Stevenson wants it to go, except for those moments, brief as they are, when Gonzalez stops farting around and fights in close. Stevenson very much still has his legs with him, and considering how much he's moved over the course of this fight so far, he's in tremendous condition. I think this late in the game when you know you've lost on every round, this is where you got you, you, you got to be a little bit more aggressive and do a little bit more out-of-the-box things. You know, try pushing him down. <laughs> you know, try, uh, try, again, clinching up and shoving his head down and just... You're not going to win this one on unboxing technique that 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 train has left the station so at this point just make the rem, the t- remaining time you have in that ring suck for stevenson yeah he's got to go i don't mean this in a any kind of racially insensitive way but if you don't go full-blown mexican fighter on this guy for the last three rounds you basically have no hope <laughs> like that's what you've got to do you've got to just guard up a bit more upright posture and you've got to constantly be in his face constantly be in his chest and make this as ugly a fight as you possibly can because what you've done for the previous 10 rounds has I don't want to say failed catastrophically but has failed you yeah uh, demonstrably they just showed Steve Kim's uh, card again and every round has gone to Stevenson but the 7th and again we've already talked about how Gonzalez sort of won that round on the strength of the last less than a minute and yeah one in that instance is a very dubious term uh, <laughs> dubious way to phrase that <laughs> they they gave it to him he won it however whether or not he earned it is a whole other story 
Well, again, the 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 non-official judge, the guy doing it for the broadcast, gave it to him. Sure. Um, well, I mean, look, it's not. I mean, they might score this one hundred and twenty to zero for Canelo, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll see. Look, I'm sure there's at least one judge who's getting it warmed up because Canelo's fighting again next week. Canelo's fighting next week, and you just you got to get those get those uh, scorecards mailed in as early as possible so you can just sleep through the fight. So irritated that's going up against the bad motherfucker championship of the world. I don't know why you would bother getting interested in a Canelo Alvarez fight at this point. Eh, why do I get interested in anything? You know, the UFC and, and boxing in general should just get their shit together. Too many fights on the same day. Yeah, but neither of them is going to give up a day, you know. No, I get that. I'm, I'm I'm obviously being silly and you know just. Well, hey, look here as the tenth round gets going, as thus far throughout it at least, uh, Gonzalez is pushing like he should be. Yeah. So credit to him for that. He's he I knows just, what he has to do. Well, this follows up the pattern of a lot of fights though, where you know you and I keep saying do this, do this, do this, and then like. Well, after it's way too late, they finally go, okay, as if it took that long to get from our mouths to wherever they are in the world through the television. And look, I mean, it's easy to say you suck. Uh, fighting's <laughs> hard. And I do. I frequently do. But fighting's hard, man. It's a very, very difficult thing. I, I get that. But if we're saying it, I got to imagine his corner's been saying it too. And I have the volume down, so I don't know. So his corner could be, you know, could be telling him nursery rhymes for all I know. But I, I mean, again, I have to imagine they're not, they're, they're not just like, "Hey, you're doing great, buddy. Coast to victory." Yeah, uh, that's the that's what you'd tell Stevenson at this point. <laughs> like you're doing great. You've won. You've won every round. Realistically, mm-hmm. let's just not do anything stupid. Yeah. By contrast, if you're talking to Gonzalez, hey, you've lost every round, time to do stupid stuff. Yep. <laughs> you can actually see Steven sending, and his output has waned this round by a fair margin. Again, in most previous rounds, again, even kind of setting aside his brilliant defense, he was just a busier fighter. I, I think psychologically, you know, when you come into your fight and you've had X amount of knockouts previously... I think, you know, when you get your first big televised, you know, belt fight on a major network and you think, you know, you, you, I think you go into it thinking, well, surely, I mean, look, at 12-0 and 7 KOs for Stevenson. And I'm thinking, like, well, why won't I knock this guy out? Why shouldn't I knock this guy out? And, and, and it doesn't come because as you get higher, you know, as you fight higher caliber fighters, it doesn't necessarily happen as often. Yeah. Um, you know, credit to Gonzalez. I think that round he might have won. And again, it, almost as much because Stevenson kind of took it off as anything else. But sure, um, but he might have actually won a round legitimately. But that and that's what I was saying. You know, Stevenson, somebody in this corner may be telling him, "You're not knocking this guy out. Just it's the eleventh round. Protect your neck." Yeah, there's no reason to engage in stupidity or frivolity. You've won every round. Let's just not do anything really, really stupid. Yeah. And if you give up a couple of rounds, you know, there's no points for... You don't get a bonus for winning by a bigger margin. It, right. It's binary. You win or you lose. Yeah. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to go up a ranking or down a ranking based on the amount of rounds you won short of losing the fight. Yeah. 
And Spence again back to moving well. Uh, here we see Gonzalez again, just kind of unfortunately not really committing to the style that he needs to. Did you just call him Errol Spence? I might have. My apologies if I did. <laughs> Stevenson, sir. Errol Spence was like two weekends ago. Uh, also, for the record, put in a pretty darn good fight. <laughs> that that was excellent. That was that was Roadhouse. Oh, that was a great fight. Uh, I thought he lost the fight, for the record, on the scorecards, but uh, uh, ex- exceptional fight. I was eating but, barbecue and drinking beer, so I, should, I, I think sh- that's I think that's still the boxing fight of the year for me. Errol Spence versus Sean Porter. Um, was it Sean Porter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great fight. Yes, it was. One of the, yeah, definitely and- one of the best ones. I mean, it was no uh, Gonzaga versus Bigfoot. But. Oh, stop it! <laughs> uh, now we, for the record, thanks, Gorilla. Gonzaga. Look, Bobby Heenan never said anything that asinine. Uh, Gonzalez is trying to pressure him back, but again, he's not really committing to taking that extra step into the chest of Stevenson and. It's a bit disheartening if you're in the Gonzalez corner because you've seen what he kind of has to do to have real success in any sort of appreciable manner. And between Stevenson still moving well and kind of pot-shotting him. Yeah, Gonzalez just took one on the jaw amidst a flurry. He walked through it. He shook it off well enough. But you can see him kind of, you know, if one can roll an eye during boxing, that was one of those moments where he's sitting there thinking, all right, I'm going to throw 900 punches, and then he just gets popped in the eye, and he's like, ugh, god, god yeah. damn it. I imagine that's going through his head a lot in this fight. Just Okay, <laughs> I'm going to do X. Oh, damn it. Okay, I'm going to do Y. Nope. Ah, in five it. minutes. What Gonzalez, what are your thoughts on this fight? Well, it was a lot of goddammit. He's not going to have a lot of thoughts on this fight. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, this is the kind of fight that you try to learn from, but mm. uh, there's not a lot of the. There's not a lot you can say positively about it. I mean, look, it wasn't a boring fight. No, no. I, I mean, if you're in his corner or in his camp, okay. like as a as a fan, sure, this is a perfectly fine fight. Yeah, I don't think it's going to win any awards or anything. Uh, I don't think this is going to be a tremendous amount of... You know what? Might have actually been another round for Gonzalez there, all things considered. I mean, the biggest punch of the round went to uh, Stevenson, but, you know, just as far as, you know, work over the entire round, I don't know. Much closer round, if nothing else. All right, we are in the final round of the fight. Gonzalez starting to inch towards Stevenson. Stevenson backing up towards the ropes. Uh, <laughs> Gonzalez is trying for something. Gonzalez, uh, Stevenson continues to circle around him. Ugh. Gonzalez stumbles over himself with another lunging punch. Yeah. You know, again, there's things from what Gonzalez has found success with that better fighters can take note of. Uh, for if you happen to get matched up with Stevenson going forward, and I do question what Stevenson will wind up doing if he come if he actually comes across a a technician of his caliber. 
Yeah, I would like to see Stevenson get matched up with somebody who, you know, isn't afraid of Stevenson's power and will sit in front of him and uh, and, and and sit in the pocket and uh, and hammer on him and punch him in the ass. Good good job, Gonzalez. Best round, best punch of the round. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna punch you in the butthole. How about that? Do you like it? I mean, I don't want to kink shame anybody. <laughs> I love that that Stevenson does. So he puts his glove out there, kind of holds on to his forehead and punches him right in the in, in the torso. Yep, it's a nice little uh, little trap sequence he does. It's it's a good one. And his body work again, all fight. Well, not all fight, but for the most part, has been quite solid. He, that long straight left to the body has sucked a little bit of the wind from Gonzalez and in some respects served as kind of a straight arm to just stop him from closing distance. And which Gonzalez has been hesitant to do anyway. Like even before he was getting hit to the body that constantly with that punch, he was not really doing a lot of the again, the infighting. But it, Stevenson seems to want to really want to win this round as a point of pride, if nothing else. Like, yeah, I may have dropped the last two, and I'm not going to drop the last one. Well, if there's any, if there's anything real to their quote unquote animosity, personal or otherwise, I think you know, the, the, psychologically, there may just be something in the back of his mind going, "This is my last chance to hit this guy, so I want to hit him as much as possible." Yeah, fair enough. Assuming there's no rematch at some point down the line. Yeah, but why would there be? At the, at, when, when you've won by this larger margin, this becomes one of those UFC things where you were finished in the first round. Rematch! Well, look, after Stevenson and Gonzalez's sister get married, and he throws a fit, <laughs> and he crashes the wedding, and causes a scene, wins three more, you know, wins two or three more fights, they might do the rematch. Sure. Maybe Gonzalez wins a, wins a uh, a featherweight title in one of the various uh, other. Well, this boxing... is for the uh, this is for the WBO title, I believe. Right. Well, I mean, look, there's 900 other opportunities out there. Look, there's I, like I... there's there's four like relevant sanctioning bodies, and if Gonzalez wins one of the other ones, yeah, they could easily do a you know a unification bout. Sure. So there's again there's there's angle you know there's. Ma- Pads to a potential rematch, but again, if you're Gonzalez, there's a bunch of stuff you're going to have to do technically and with your game to kind of get to that point, because if all you're going to do is this again, yeah, there's no point. And we have reached the conclusion of our WBO featherweight world title bout. Uh, for those curious, Douglas Lima won a unanimous decision over Rory McDonald to become the new Bellator welterweight champion and win a million bucks. Good, Good on for him. him. Yeah. Considering how much I dislike Rory McDonald, I'm glad he won. Oh, what do you got against Rory? What do you got against Rory? Nothing. Well, I got plenty. Okay, care to enumerate? I don't like his face. That's hardly the most. <laughs> he seems like a douchebag. Interview, I, interviews I've heard him give uh, ha, have not been pleasant. Look, he's a very stiff personality, that's true. I uh, I haven't enjoyed many of his fights. 
Now that's just ridiculous. <laughs> I like Gonzaga versus Bigfoot. If you can't get on board with McDonald and Lawler too, I just I don't know that I can ever do one of these with you again. <laughs> that, by the way, I like Gonzaga versus Bigfoot is my I like the money pit. Yeah, that is no, 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 no. <laughs> Hold on, the money pit at least has stuff that is competently done. It's a it's a Family Guy joke. I know the joke. I'm trying to come up with a more appropriate comparison. Oh, okay. Between cinema and Bigfoot and Gonzaga. Um, like saying I like uh, Brock and Brock and Mark Hunt. No, no, no. What was that terrible movie we reviewed like two weeks ago? Two oh. or three weeks ago. Jesus Christ. Um, what are well. The last one we reviewed was Maleficent. Before Which that, was not good. No, <laughs> no, it was not. Before that, somewhere before that was Rambo. No, uh, like before what was after, that? after that was Joker. No, there was one that we reviewed that was like just a train wreck, just a straight up train wreck this year. It could not have been in the last few weeks then. Okay. Dumbo. Oh, maybe. He's wearing a sombrero. Ah, ha, ha. I think he came out that way. <laughs> Could be you, Stevenson. I mean, look, Tyson Fury did it for his last fight. Like, Good God. You saw that? We covered it. It's true. Remember? I'm trying to block it from my memory. I can't imagine why. You're the one ready to take your pants off for Fury versus Braun in WWE. Uh, well, that's that's altogether different than Tyson Fury coming out in a sombrero for no apparent reason. He's going to come out in something similar. Uh, well, I hope he does a top hat. No, they're, they're in Saudi Arabia. Top hats are illegal. True. All right. Well, clearly he won because they just put a belt on him, but I don't see a scorecard. Yeah, who can, like this was that that was academic. Okay, <laughs> you saying you like Bigfoot versus Gonzaga is roughly akin to saying, "Boy, I sure do like those Tyler Perry Medea movies." I thought you were going to go for the low hanging fruit and saying that's like saying you like the plot of porn. Um. Uh, all right. Look, I assume there's porn with a better plot than Tyler Perry has put to those Medea movies. <laughs> Uh, let's see if we can find some scorecards here. Just for shits and giggles. And then we'll, uh, we'll call it a night. I imagine they'll be posted somewhere. Let's see. Joshua Greer won his fight earlier this evening. He's most he's most known for apparently carrying a pillow to the ring. Hot stuff. I don't know why you would do that, but okay. Uh, apparently it's because he puts people to sleep. Get it? He puts people to sleep. Get it? With a pillow. Get it? You sleep on I mean, pillows. Get it? I mean, unless you're going to knock someone out, fight through the referee and commission officials, and then actually put it over their face and try to smother them with it, I don't care. <laughs> If it serves no practical purpose, I don't get why you would bring that kind of apparatus. It's uh, because he puts people to sleep and you sleep on a pillow, get it? 
If I say yes, will you stop doing that? <laughs> I might get it. Sure. Uh, let's go to Bloody Elbow. I mean, I just kind of assume he used it between rounds to, like, recline his head in the into the corner. <laughs> I, mean, uh, put, uh, I need my uh, prop my pillow up behind me. I'll just take a nap here for about 40 seconds. Sure. Oh, how was the... Uh, I know you watched the Grace Taylor fight. How was that? I didn't watch it. Oh, I thought you did. You told me... I, I, you said in the chat it was pretty good. I said apparently. I, I have seen a lot of really good things about it. I, I, again, that was during one of my recuperative naps was over that fight, which made me sad because <laughs> I wanted to watch it, but I needed sleep more than to see that fight at that moment. So what are you going to do? My, uh, my phone uh, indicated that it was starting, but I was working and they looked they look poorly on um, you watching boxing fights while you're supposed to be working, from what I've been told. Uh, who? Sorry, who said that? Uh, the boss's management. Okay. Should not be watching boxing while you're supposed to be working. That should be... I don't know why you're questioning me about that. That should be evident. Well, yeah, I mean... If you're supposed to be working, you're supposed to be working. Yeah. So I didn't watch that fight at my point. Uh, okay. Uh, nobody is updating their page with damn scorecards. I'm about ready to give up on this. They might not have... An, I, I don't know. They might not have actually had Jimmy Lennon Jr. or whoever's doing it announce them. And... Ooh... You know, Stevenson, they're showing... So I'm just looking at the other, you know, featherweight world champions. Stevenson and Leo Santa Cruz would be bonkers. You think so, huh? Well, you and I, we've covered a couple, at least one Santa Cruz fight. That man has a pace that is absolutely absurd. He he fires about 100... He lands, what, about 100 punches around, give or take? Like, he is... Again, he is a volume, 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 pace, pace, pace style of fighter. They literally only, across the board, only gave one round to Stevenson. Judges' score is 119 to 109 times three. There you go. Yeah, again, there was only that... I said there was one round that was kind of close, but then there was only the one that I thought uh, Gonzalez had kind of like won with any sort of definitive bit. And it wasn't the round that the commentary booth gave him. So, that's it. That's our coverage tonight of Shakur Stevenson versus... How did you pronounce it? Joette? Joel? Johnny? Uh, I imagine Joette. Let's go with Joette. Joette Gonzalez. Uh, next week is the Bad Motherfucker Championship of the World. UFC 244, Masvidal versus Diaz. Myself and the great well, Robert Winfrey will be providing coverage. He will be doing it both written and verbal. I will just be doing verbal. Uh, in the meantime, in between time, you can check out our shows on Blackest Night, the DC crossover featuring the zombie Green Lanterns, or Black Meh. Lanterns as it was. Uh, speaking of zombies, oh boy! At the time of this recording, this evening, this previous evening, I had just seen Zombieland Two. We'll review <laughs> it this Tuesday. Boy, Wait, was give, that... me, give me your three words on it. A movie in search of a plot. <laughs> And then no Metal Hammer of Doom, but your friends from the Metal Hammer of Doom, Jesse Starcher and I, will do a TV party for the Mayhem movie, Lords of Chaos. 
I'm sure that won't be terrible. It'll yeah. be terrible. It'll be terrible. Um, this past week's shows were Fear Itself on Source Material. Uh, Robert and I reviewed Maleficent Mistress of Evil, a movie so bad, not even our Disney expert. Um, Alexis Haina wanted to be bothered with it. Uh, Sean and I did an on-trial from From Dusk Till Dawn and a TV party for Insatiable Season 2. And there was a Metal Hammer of Doom for Lacuna Coil, Black Anima. So that's all of our shows uh, for the for uh, last week and this week. Robert, go ahead and do your plugs. All right. Uh, again, early this morning at some ungodly hour, I was covering UFC on ESPN Plus 20, Askren versus Maya. I, you know, a pretty a decent enough card, actually, all things considered. Uh, not great, but the main event was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail. Look, there was a heavyweight fight on the main card that ended via heel hook at 4 minutes and 46 seconds of the third round. Did you almost fall out of your chair? No, I just, I wept quietly. <laughs> Why did you weep? It's an ugly heel hook that shouldn't have worked, but because heavyweights suck. It was done in slow motion, and the guy getting heel hooked just kind of watched Cyril gone sit back for it and went, you know what, I'm just going to sit here and catch my breath. And then, oh, hey, uh, there's there's actually an attack here. Oh, I should try to roll and maybe get my knee in place or do something because he hasn't actually bothered trying to properly control my other leg. But, nah, whatever. So you're saying you really enjoy this heavyweight fight? You know, Cyril Gaon is a legitimate uh, heavyweight prospect. Dude landed a couple of flying knees in this fight, and he's a big boy. Ooh. Is he a big, strong boy? I mean, he seems rather muscular, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, again, there was... There was some decent stuff in this card. Dariush and Camacho didn't go long, but was a, a relatively flawless performance from Dariush. Uh, we had a actual, honest-to-God, Thai, Thai fighter in the UFC. First-ever uh, uh, fighter from Thailand to make their UFC debut, and she beat the piss out of Alexandra Albu, <laughs> who just had nothing for her, basically. Um... Again, it was a card. You can read my full review in the MMA Zone of 411mania.com. Uh, tomorrow on Sunday, myself and Jeff Harris will be on the 411 Ground and Pound MMA podcast. Are you, done, we, with, are you done with Impact now? Oh, yeah, you must be. It's, it's moved to Tuesdays. Yeah. Yay! I'm going to make you cover all the Friday Night Boxing now. Look, you can ask. <laughs> I can't stop you asking. <laughs> this is true. Uh, so anyway, I will be reviewing all the action from that event, and we'll be previewing UFC 244, which is a really good card. The main event, Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz. I mean, what is there to not be excited about that card, Like about that fight? That's a great fight. The co-main event, Kelvin Gastelum against Darren Till. Darren Till moving up to middleweight. Now that's a really good fight. Steven Thompson and Vicente Luque is a really good fight. Derek Lewis and Bugoy Ivanov is going to suck. And Kevin Lee versus Gregor Gillespie to kick off the main card is a hell of a fight. 
Uh, again, that main card is exceptional. <laughs> uh, some of the stuff on the prelims, Corey Anderson and Johnny Walker's a relevant fight, although I have to laugh at Corey Anderson. Uh, he, he like some of the pre-fight you know hype pieces they were doing for this fight. And you know, no, there's no one as consistent as I am. You are consistently uninteresting, sir. <laughs> you on a three-fight winning streak, and I've seen all of them and couldn't name any of them. <laughs> uh, Shane Burgos and Makwan Amirkani is a really good fight. So there, there's some stuff. Now there's an Andre Orlovsky fight because he's still a thing. He's still around. He is fighting a, I believe, undefeated, like, kickboxing phenom who's had two knockouts in the UFC. That doesn't seem like it's going to bode well for him. I don't know. He's been in that same spot and then manages to, like, grind out just an unwatchable decision to stick around more. But, no, no, he won his last fight to halt a four-fight winless streak, so he's going to lose four more, win one, and then repeat that pattern. That seems to be what he's doing these days. Okay. So anyway, we'll have a full preview of that card. News of the week, some fights getting made for UFC 245. Uh, the Nate Diaz saga from you know a 48-hour period of time over this last weekend that just... I will probably yell about USADA. Jeff will probably get annoyed with me. <laughs> yell back at you. Eh, sort of. Look, USADA's uh, morally bankrupt, inconsistent organization that has brought nothing to the MMA sphere except some liability insurance for the UFC. They have not... I don't envy you having to have this conversation with him. I mean, look, that's my stance on USADA. That's what it is. I I do not believe they have positively impacted the sport in any appreciable way. And there's no data to suggest that they have. And his counter-argument's going to be? How can you say that? (laughs) Okay. That's good. I can't wait to hear it. So tune in for that. Uh, Again, Mark and I will be reviewing Zombieland Double Tap on Tuesday on Damn You Hollywood. I haven't seen the movie yet. Again, one of my brothers has, and I asked him if it was stupid. His response was yes, in some places deliberately, in others not. Uh, you heard Mark's, you know, uh, elevator pitch on it. And I will have my take on it after I see it. Apparently, uh, I get to watch Luke Wilson die, so there will at least be one good thing to come out of that. Yeah, that's a fun scene. And that's the thing. The the whole movie is Sony desperately grasping at, a, at anything to keep uh, Disney at bay from, from buying it. But... You know, after a point, it's like, okay, but this this seemed to be like, we need to do, you know, know, it seemed to be like Sony going, what do we got in the box that we can, uh, you know, that we can make into a movie? And like, well, we own the rights to Zombieland, and that was popular 10 years ago. Like, yeah, do it. And they're like, what are we, what are we going to do now? (laughs) Like, how do we, what's our plot? I'm like, eh. We'll have Woody Harrelson do stuff. Put a cute girl in it. That'll that'll be fine. I mean, there's already two cute girls in it. You don't need a bimbo. Well, you got one. I know, and apparently she's there for like the whole damn movie. A lot of it. Ugh. 
So I mean, anyway, does it help? That I mean, I mean, if it means anything to you, she is adorable. You and I are gonna okay. I haven't seen the movie yet, okay? So I'm going to acknowledge the possibility that the trailer is an inaccurate full representation of what that character does on screen over the duration of the film. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. You and I have very different different definitions of adorable. Well, yeah. Consequently, I might wind up screaming at you, Nick, uh, about that point. <laughs> Just fair warning. Sure. What's, what's damn you, Hollywood, without you screaming at me? And with uh, that less said... Po- less popular, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> right. See? That's what I'm trying to tell you. All right. Uh, so I think that's it for us. Um, we already laid out everything for the next week. And, yeah, we'll be back doing some... We will be back again next Saturday doing watch-along commentary for UFC 244. That ought to be a lot of fun. Sure, absolutely. All right, thank you for joining us here on uh, the Rattlerigen Broadcasting Network's alternative commentary for Shakur Stevenson versus Joette Gonzalez for the World for the WBO Featherweight Championship. Be well, be safe, and behave.